Welcome to Broadway Corner with Ashley Ha, where you can listen to your favorite performers talk about their career, how they got started, and everything in between. Make sure to follow me at Broadway Corner with Ashley Ha on Instagram and also my main Broadway account at Broadway underscore Corner for updates on new episodes. Hope you enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to Broadway Corner with Ashley Ha. I am so happy you are here. Today we are speaking to a star of the Broadway show K-pop. He is one eighth of fate. It is James Cove. Yay! <laughs> James Co is an actor, choreographer, and dancer based in New York City. He has had the privilege of working with artists such as BTS, P Nation, and FM Entertainment. And he recently made his Broadway debut playing Oyan in the history-making show K-pop. So yay! We're so happy that you're here, James. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the show recently closed, and so we're just trying to really bring to light all the amazing things about K-pop and really what made it so great on Broadway because I saw it twice and I loved it both times. So <laughs> uh, first of all, James, it is so nice to see you again. We met at the stage door mm-hmm. about, I guess, almost a month ago. I don't know. Time is uh, weird. Time doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so that's all no, good. it really doesn't. Um, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Well, thank you for having me. And hi, guys. I'm James. <laughs> nice to see you guys um but yeah I'm good we're just I don't know we're just doing our thing it's holiday season already so I'm sure literally everyone's taking their breaks taking their breather so we're good yeah yeah so I guess we should start at the very beginning with you as a dancer actor performer everything um (laughs) so when did you first begin performing like was it something you always loved to do or was it something that you discovered maybe later even though I don't Mm -hmm. know how that would be possible since you're so so good (laughs) (laughs) um, where where did you start (laughs) start I mean we could start in a number of places but um I think something that most people don't know about me is I started pretty late. I started dancing in college. Um, and obviously compared to a lot of people who were raised in like studios who like literally like dance when they're five years old and do their ballet and then grow up and then they wanna do other stuff. Then they're doing jazz. And by the time they're like 18, they have like 10 years under their belt. <laughs> um, I literally started in college. And that was just from, um, I, I honestly think I would have started earlier if it wasn't just like for the neighborhood I was in. I lived in Westchester County, which is like predominantly, um, at least my neighborhood is like predominantly white. And then it was a pretty small neighborhood too. So no one really did dance. And it was a really academic um, high school that I went to also. So no one was really doing dance like that. Um, Not that many Asian kids. Yeah, there was like, it was like maybe like a 20% Asian population, but in a graduating class of like a hundred people, like that's not very many, <laughs> no, right? No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. So then I I started because I like watched shows like ABDC, like America's Best Dance Crew, um, and I would see like crews like Jabberwockies and So Real Crew and Cabin Modern and We Are Heroes and Quest Crew, like essentially essentially seeing people look more like me, right? Like the classic, like I didn't know that was possible until I saw people like me, like on TV, and. Yeah, I didn't know there were classes or anything. I just assumed that those were things that happen on the West Coast, since those are mostly West Coast teams or like not New York teams, at least. So then I actually got interested in dance once I got to college. And then there were more Asian people there. And like there for whatever reason, there were so many teams, like every culture club had their own uh, like essentially their own dance team for whatever reason, like the Chinese club had their own, the Filipino club had their own and like um 
even like certain dorms had their own like club too like for dance and I was like I don't I don't know what's going on but yeah so, so I just joined one and then yeah kind of went from there and I'm a pretty competitive person so like I just wanted to get good yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was that was the only intention it's like oh this is really fun and I want to get good mm-hmm. and then from there we just you know we went to train like went to classes in the city and took like community classes and like the intention was never to like you know be a professional it was literally just like this is fun and I want to get good and I get to hang out with my friends so it's like yeah that that sort of professional aspect of it didn't pop in until way later way 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 later (laughs) what college did you go to because I mean with dance teams on like every corner that sounds very interesting uh I went to school in Long Island so I went to school at Stony Brook University um still I, I would say even compared to the west coast like west coast like there's so many teams out there that do so many competitions but for whatever reason stony brook and Long island has just a good chunk of teams that come out of it that's awesome <laughs> for I whatever mean, reason you just happened upon i guess the school that was perfect for you which is great because i'm currently auditioning for you know bfa programs in musical theater and trying to like figure out where <laughs> i would fit in these places mm. you know and just getting to trying to find what would be great for me. Um, and I was wondering as a Chinese and Filipino for performer, like was mm-hmm. your love for, I guess, dancing once you maybe got more professional and serious, like, I guess, how did, was it supported by your family? Cause I know for me, I'm very mm. lucky that both my parents, you know, are really supporting me in my decision of what I would like to do with the rest of my life. But mm-hmm. you know, that's not always the case for most people. So I, if you don't mind just kind of sharing maybe that aspect of your life. Yeah, I mean, I think my parents directly, they showed their support in being not unsupportive if that makes sense right so they I think what was I'm like one of four I'm one of I have four brothers so I'm one of five um and so I'm in smack in the middle so I think it being smack in the middle already having two older brothers who are in their very different fields themselves and also who had to take some time to figure out like what they were trying to do professionally and in their lives too I think at least if I'm trying to be the mindset of my parents they probably saw me as like, okay, like he also has the opportunity to do whatever he needs to do. And like, we know that he can do that stuff and we trust him to be able to do that stuff and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was never like, oh, we're going to send you, you know, they were never like dance parents, right? They're never like, oh, we're going to send you to these studios and we're going to send you to whatever. Cause like, they didn't know any of that. And they, they still know what, like whatever I do sometimes, right. Is like so vague. Um, but I think for them, the support comes in with like seeing the results I guess right like when I when I finally did book some bigger gigs like a BTS concerts or like I booked like this Broadway show right like now they're able to see all this progress like happen in real life and so they're able to be more supportive because now they know what they're supporting I guess if that makes sense Um, but obviously at the same time you get you know the aunts and the the uncles and everybody who's like, oh, but, but you know, my company's doing this, and like, I heard they're opening for that, and and it's cool. Like, I understand they love us and they want us to like, you know, they want us to thrive and be successful and not struggle yeah. the way that they did in the same ways. Um, but I'm just like, no, <laughs> I'm okay. But yeah, I think that was where the support came in in that sort of a way. 
where it's like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing now. Okay, now now it makes more sense. I can now let's now let's tell our family to go buy tickets and like let's go to let now now they know what what that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Like being able to say, oh, he's on Broadway or something. Oh, he's yeah, he yeah. he's dancing for BTS or something. Like it's it's easier to quantify (laughs) it's an easier to grasp concept than being like he's a dancer (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I know I tell people that I'm you know doing auditions for BFA programs and they're like what's a pre-screen like what is you know what even is that or it's just like it's hard to fully understand I guess the concept unless you really are in that world exactly Um, yeah I mean that's great that at least your parents you know once they obviously have done some amazing things and the fact that they're able to just like go now and support you even though they might not fully be in that world I think that's probably like you know probably one of the best things that you could hope for is just like support Mm -hmm. even though it may not be like over overwhelming at least you know exactly it's not the opposite um yeah yeah and then going back to k-pop I wanted to ask when did you first get involved like did you have an audition process or workshops anything I was talking to yes. about how her, <laughs> you know her journey was a little bit kind of odd as well and I know mm-hmm. sometimes it's not always a linear audition booking and then doing it like mm-hmm. so what was yours <laughs> yeah I mean it's actually fine because I was actually talking to Kate about this yesterday because <laughs> we were hanging out yesterday and I was like uh like my personal audition process with k-pop was like back in 20 maybe late 2018 or 2019 and um one of my mentor at the time uh Bo Park was working as the associate on the show I was supposed to be a choreographer at the time mm-hmm. um and she was just like hey James there's this new show that I'm working on uh it's like some Broadway musical they're just doing like a, a lab workshop so it's only like four or five weeks long and you just go in do the lab and you're done and then and they're like and she and they pay you nicely <laughs> compared to what we usually get and I'm like okay like I and that's all I know I've never done Broadway my whole life I don't know what a lab is I just know <laughs> that for four weeks I have a nice consistent paycheck and I'm like cool all I gotta do is do a little dance and then go home right because at the time too I'm like I'm I only dance so I I assumed from my knowledge of typical Broadway things that I'm like oh there's plenty of these roles where they're just dancers you know what I mean like a lot of the ensemble like yeah they have singing parts but for the most part they are decorated as like the the dancers are more for like set pieces in a way right um I audition and it's a dance audition we do the dance audition it's a ton of fun me and my friend who's also we're in like the same team under that associate choreographer um we're like we're just, we're just having a fun time like choreography is not the hardest thing in the world and we dance and it's like we're chilling and we're like yeah, yeah, yeah. and then pass that round and then we get to our little singing audition and I'm like ah <laughs> I've never I've never sung in my whole life <laughs> like like at least for an audition right especially not for something like Broadway but again I'm just thinking in my head it's just a lab whatever that means we just we just gotta we just gotta hold a note yeah cool <laughs> we sing our little song I sing like I sing this old like throwback k-pop song and then I sing um like that version back in the day and then and I'm just like what here it is <laughs> like I had I don't have any vocal training I didn't take yeah. like any coaching I literally just they gave me the lyrics and I'm like here it is <laughs> and I guess they saw at least that I can hold a note at the time um but I got through that and then I did the lab I got into pass audition did the lab and I was like great 
four weeks done peace <laughs> i had a ton of fun everybody and then fast forward and then they're like we're doing another lab you want to do that do you do you want to do the next lab and i'm like sure another four <laughs> weeks of like getting consistent pay let's do it four weeks boom and then i'm like great all good and they're like hey you want to come in for the the reading like script reading and i'm like this is going too far <laughs> like i'm i'm still the mindset that i just think that like we're doing ensemble stuff and that we're like we're just here to help essentially right like i'm sure i'm like in my head i'm like i'm sure they'll book their musical theater people and i'm sure they'll book their their people that do this stuff um but then it turns out like no they actually want like people from pretty diverse backgrounds not just being like ethnicity but like the way we usually think of diverse backgrounds I feel like but yeah. we're talking about like people who aren't from musical theater people who are like actors people who are not from New York people who are from Korea and the idols and the people who are from tv and film and dancers like me and Josh like yeah. like they were really pulling from all these other places to get a more well-rounded product essentially right and so then I end up just sticking around <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, I I explain this all the time to people that I just feel like I kind of just like snuck <laughs> my way through. Like I just bypassed everything that the usual theater crowd goes through and I just showed up. <laughs> but I know it's I know it's because for this specific show, like it required something different, right? It, yeah, it requires something different than the usual. Yeah, with all the yeah. experience, I'm sure that was like what they saw in you and they were like, okay, we need this guy. Like he's done yeah. you know, well, the BTS, especially like, I'm sure people see that and are like, oh my goodness, like that's insane. <laughs> um, and I've like seen your videos online too. And I mean, I asked Kate this question, but like, what was your reaction to booking? Because I mean, obviously you said like, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, four weeks to pay. Great. Like for Kate, yeah. you have a little bit more. I know. And then yeah. of getting the call, like, did you mm -hmm. feel that at all? Or were you just kind of like, oh, okay, great. Like, <laughs> I, th I think what's, yeah, I, I think where the distinction is, is that like, again, like I'm, my background is not Broadway at all. Like, so I have no idea about what any of this truly means right like I'm just like oh great like we're, we're back we're back we're back we're doing okay we're having fun like I I don't think it the realization really hit until later of like oh like the like until we're really starting to like rehearse for the actual Broadway show that I'm like starting to really actually think in my head like oh like like this is like Broadway <laughs> like this is the thing that like our parents like talk about when they immigrate about like being on Broadway or doing shows like or like being in New York right like mm -hmm. it's so like stereotypical American dream sort of a vibe yeah. and then like I didn't even realize that I don't I don't think that's sort of a vibe kicked in until a lot later mm -hmm. um so I didn't have the immediate like I opened the letter I'm like or the email I guess I opened the email <laughs> I'm just like oh my god like I didn't feel like that I saw like oh like we're back at it and like it's fun and like I know like I'm here to help and that we're I'm just like a small puzzle piece in this big thing so like my attitude is like okay I'm gonna go in and just do my best and like help out as much as I can and just have fun mm -hmm. and then yeah and I think that reaction just came in later being like oh like this is a big deal <laughs> like what we're doing is like it's like substantial and I think we had to I think we had to make it substantial almost like mentally because some I feel like sometimes it wasn't direct directly given to us how big of a deal like what we were doing was mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all had inklings of it, right? We all had inklings of knowing how big of a deal it is to like have this representation and to have all these different people in the same room and to be working on this project. But then, yeah, I think it just took a, it just took time for it to like click for everybody. Like, oh, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least that's how I felt about this. I don't know the journey of how I just felt about getting onto this project and doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know you get to be on the cover of a playbill. Like I know, <laughs> I was like side of the theater. You get to do all these cool things and be I know, so weird, <laughs> so strange. I'm like, I thought we were just dancing, and here we are, <laughs> like being you in the know, same yeah. K-pop group as as Kevin Wu. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, I and mean, obviously, like I'm very much into the Broadway world, hence like mm-hmm. everything behind me. Um, but it's interesting to hear about your different experience coming into this world, like not being as familiar with it. Because like technically, mm-hmm. I became like came into it later, technically as well. Um, coming into singing, starting like in high school, and mm-hmm. you know not having the same experience as most people, and so I kind of get it on that sense. I think, whereas like you feel like a little bit out of place, or like, wait, is this yeah. supposed to be doing or feeling, or am I good enough as everyone? Yeah. They're just having those weird feelings of like, am I behind or am yeah, I? Am I am I doing this right? Like, yeah. what's everyone else doing? Yeah, yeah. 100%. and I know for you like starting in college that's like very late but obviously I mean now look at you you're like so accomplished in terms of your career you're like an insanely good dancer like I mean I don't even know because I'm not a dancer like whatsoever (laughs) I mean uh, yeah I mean it's like it's like playing catch-up right and again like like so like I'm like super competitive so it wasn't even like I was competing against other people like I'm very competitive like myself like I want to get good myself and then like I'm also the type of person like when I see really dope people do their thing like I would see the seasoned dancers and the seasoned choreographers and like I'm the type of person that's not like oh like I wish I could be that person like like I'm so so jelly like I'm a type that's like how do I do that (laughs) like I want to I want to be that person in that way where like I want to have that skill and that seasonedness that (laughs) sauce (laughs) like how do I do that yeah, um, yeah and I think having that attitude has helped me a lot in terms of like figuring out like how to get good, good right or whatever that means or at least improve right because it's not like an end journey but just like yeah. get better at what I was doing yeah, yeah. with all your past experience like what was it working with BT like what was it like working with BTS in that company like did that experience kind of prepare you to pretty much be in your own K-pop group and kind of be <laughs> a BTS in the RBY family? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I think doing, because I worked with them a couple of times. I did one, like, I, they had a New Jersey stop uh, one year for their world tour, and then they had a New York stop for another year of their different world tour. And then they came back for... Um, this event when they talked at the UN they also did a performance at the UN so I was also on that project too and I think at least for me jumping on the very first time that I worked with them it was very early on in like my professional dance career so like I'm still I'm like I'm not signed to an agent I don't really do gigs like I don't really know how these transactions work it was more like my friend or my mentor is like, hey, are you free on this day? I want to shoot a project. Or hey, this this up and coming random artist 
wants to make a music video, are you free to help make some something, whatever, like skeleton crew it or something, right? Um, it was never anything big. And I think like that first gig was definitely like, the the big leap into a bigger gig where I was like more of a had a had a bigger role in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think for me, what prepared me the most, I guess, or what pivoted for me in my head was like just actually performing that in a stadium mm. and like having like the screaming and the <laughs> yelling and the pyro and the music and like the lights, like everything just hitting you at the same time. And then realizing like, oh, like, like this thing is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? This thing being like um, being able to perform being able to like be more of a main character, being able to like be Asian and like be in front of a big crowd. Like mm-hmm. these are all realities that real people like live like every day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so then I think for that pivot, that was like a pivot for me being like, oh, like how do I do that again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how, is, how do people do this on the consistent, like the choreographers who work on these tours, the creative directors who work on these tours, even just like the staff who are a part of the company, the artist company in high or big hit or whatever at the time, like how do they operate so regularly, I guess, right? On the schedule. And I think that that kind of unlocked more of like in my head of like how how does this work how does that work I love trying to figure out how things work like why is this like this why is this like that um so yeah that was a big pivot in terms of like okay I want to do more of this like how do I do more of this (laughs) who do I need to talk to what do I need to do how do I become a person that like can book this consistently essentially Mm -hmm. um but yeah and they're really, they're really dope guys. They're really nice. <laughs> they're, well, yeah, the guys I'm are really not, nice. Like, so for, you know, I wasn't really a K-pop fan even b- just before seeing this show, but now, like after getting to see K-pop and seeing kind of what it's all about, it's, you know, made me want mm-hmm. to like explore into the actual K-pop world. And especially, you know, BTS is a big one and obviously I've heard all their hits, mm-hmm. but it's very cool to like hear about all those different experiences and what it's like working either on Broadway in a K-pop group or on, <laughs> you know, in yeah, I like call the real the world, K-pop, K-pop, K-pop world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actual k-pop world um and for you like since you are chinese and filipino like i'm taiwanese so i'm not korean at Mm -hmm. all um for you not being korean as well like can Mm -hmm. you talk about kind of being i guess immersed in the culture like just through your work Mm -hmm. because i know for me like seeing k-pop it's not i feel you know a strong affinity with like korean heritage because that's not I don't have any, mm-hmm. but it's more of just like the Asian Americanness about it, or like even Kate being half Taiwanese, like that's the huge thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, and can you just talk about like maybe learning from other cast members about the culture and the mm-hmm. language and um just anything you'd want to share? Yeah, I mean, for me, I actually grew up being like on the early side of YouTube and like so for me, K-pop was in oh my gosh I don't want to date myself too much but like in <laughs> 2000 like nine ish 10 ish right like I think k-pop was starting to like figure itself out in like in, in terms of like the internet like people were starting to pick it up um but it, you had to be in very specific circles right to actually like know that this existed and also digest it in a way that makes sense 
um, because again, even growing up, like there's not that many Korean kids in school, right? Um, and then even then, like even if they're Korean, like maybe they just don't like K-pop or something. You know what I mean? Um, so I actually grew up also watching like these K-pop video music, K-pop music videos like early at the time, especially groups like Kara and like SNSD and like 2PM. These are the groups that are like just debuting at the time who are like super seasoned these years, right? Mm -hmm. These days they're like, I mean, either they're disbanded or like they're like in their like 10th year anniversary or something. Yeah. Um, and I think, and even those people, I was like, I want to do what they're doing too. Like, I want to perform and like, they're so cool looking. And I'm like in high school looking like a stick and like, I'm like 50 <laughs> pounds, right? Like, and I'm like, I want to do what they're doing. Um, so I was like, like, so even in middle school through early high school, like I was going to, there were all these like K-pop forums online back in the day. Like all K-pop was a big forum. Um, and like Sumpi was a big forum and they still are pretty big but I think back in the day like for people who weren't directly involved in that culture that was like the spots to be so then I would learn about all these auditions happening I, I went to k-pop star audition like season one this tv show season two three um sm auditions yg auditions like I wanted to be an idol back in the day Mm-hmm. I sucked at everything <laughs> I've never taken a dance class never took singing lessons I didn't speak Korean I was ugly as fuck <laughs> like like all these things together right like I had no shot and realistically I had no shot but like I would still go because I think it was just the prospect of like being able to do that mm-hmm. was was enough for me just the idea that I could I, that this was like an avenue that I can just at least like be on that road yeah at least sit on it at least sit on the highway in traffic and I know I'm not going to go anywhere but at least that's that's like cool enough for me at that time mm-hmm. um so yeah, I've I've all I've grown up like listening to k-pop here and there of course like some I'd like fall out and fall back in like in terms of I don't think I was ever like a big fan per se but it was just something that always was just like in my playlist so just something that I was interested in, in terms of like oh whoa, who's this group now who's that group my friends listening to somebody who are they listening to um so I didn't really need to get acclimated too much in terms of like what k-pop was and what k-pop is these days and like the evolution of it um I think being not Korean though is like that is the layer of like how do I fit in to this right like I'm yeah. not trying to like because obviously I'm Chinese Filipino and like yes like we're all for the most part like East Asian on the cast um like East Asian in terms of at least like characteristics or like traits I guess yeah yeah. the way we do things um so I guess yeah we connected in that way but obviously like yeah the Korean cast they love speaking Korean so I'm like (laughs) I'm gonna go learn more Korean <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um that's like the least that we could do is just like oh like if we want to like get to know everybody properly like let's just all learn a little more Korean mm-hmm. and like so we crack open some textbooks watch more variety shows watch some dramas and then like good to go <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but yeah and I think it's just a cool also like what you said like Kate's Taiwanese too and like being able to realize how many different types of people just in this cast like me and Julia are both Filipino and even behind the scenes like um Clint Ramos um on designing is like Filipino 
um Camille also in uh like dressing yeah, is yeah. also Filipino and like there's just so many also just people color backstage doing their thing yeah. um I don't know it's just like I think on the front yes it's so cool but on the back it's like even cooler because I'm like I've never worked in this capacity like this with so many yeah. different people and it just feel it felt so at home in a lot of ways just yeah. being like oh like everyone's literally speaking like five different languages backstage and like everyone's cool with that you know what I mean like yeah. that never happens but like that should be the norm all the time yeah I know I think I saw some videos of Boyong learning like Tagalog yeah <laughs> uh, with the dress like Camille the dresser and so like mm-hmm. seeing those kinds of things is super fun because I do also like in my community I live in Bakersfield there is actually like mm-hmm. a pretty big Filipino community and mm-hmm. so for my family like we'll go to you know a yearly party where they'll have like lechon and all of the yeah all of the, <laughs> all of the good stuff and so like t- they call us honorary Filipinos just go every single year and it's just always like nice. really fun and with my grandparents you know they speak mandarin i can't speak mm-hmm. anything but you know like the you know the language thing i think with some people it probably bothers them maybe not mm-hmm. really. but for me i'm like it's totally normal i totally yeah. understand that especially watching just the music in k-pop i can't understand everything that ever, that's being said but i get the feeling yeah you know you're able to figure things out it's not too yeah tricky. exactly it's just like with my grandparents trying to figure out what they're saying if it's about me um, mm-hmm. it's like you know just knowing that it's not the end of the world or like try to learn those little words or do things mm-hmm. just to be able to make them feel comfortable and also so you can feel comfortable at the same time yeah. um and like not that if someone's speaking a different language they're completely cut off it's like there yeah. is a connection that can be made and I think that's like really important and especially what you said about everyone backstage also being people of color I know it's like um the stage manager as well um who now works on like worked on Town and like a strange loop and everything and it's like those are the kinds of things that it's not just the on stage but it's also backstage and not just focusing on the people that are seen but the people who really make yeah. the shows work which is you know you couldn't do a show without a stage manager or a dress yeah, exactly. or any of that thing and so the fact that k-pop was able to do that um you know backstage diversity that's really amazing yeah really super powerful for yeah. broadway in general yeah and I, and I think like to what you're saying too it's like with language especially like because me growing up right like i'm i'm like also surrounded by a lot of languages but i haven't been able to pick up like a lot of it right yeah it's natural growing up as like a first gen or what are we second gen I don't know like being the kids of like immigrant parents it's like uh like yeah it was just naturally like our our circles are mostly English because we just grew up in America but then I think not knowing a language is like sometimes considered like weakness for whatever reason especially in America it's like I don't know this language I feel bad I feel whatever like I feel excluded but then it's just it's such an easy opportunity to like connect to people, right? It's like, it's such an easy window to just crack open a book or like crack open even like a translator app that, right? Like it's so accessible these days and to learn like a phrase or two, like how hard is it to learn like one or two words a day? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? At the end of the year, you can speak, you could say like 600 words or something. You know what I mean? Like it's small things like that, that I think are really accessible. And I think if, we all just kind of had that mindset where it's, oh, it's not as bad. And it's also really fun to just be able to talk to people. Like in that clip that you probably saw of Bo Hyung, like 
speaking Tagalog like I was there too and I'm like this is hysterical like it's so <laughs> funny and it's so fun and it's yeah. it's nothing serious right and we're just able to like do our thing and like be ourselves and I think that was just such a a, a big part of the show that like I enjoyed so much that like we can be ourselves like despite everyone literally being from wherever they were from mm-hmm. and having from whatever whatever background like yeah it was really cool hearing like literally people speaking Japanese Chinese Korean and mm-hmm. Tagalog like backstage like nothing <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's so fun um but yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. always look at my grandparents I'm like what I'm like I'm like explaining yeah. it now to me so I can fully understand and like just trying to learn even though it's like Asian languages are so hard but mm-hmm. you know they're obviously very intricate and very interesting and obviously sound so cool um when it's just everyone's a different culture and that's like I think probably never been done on Broadway before because mm-hmm. that's just not how things have ever worked I mean I know one instance where like few of the cast members in Into the Woods are Japanese and they're able to speak like Japanese to each other. And that's like, you know, very, I think probably one of the rarest occurrences is when, you know, um, us as like Asian American or Asian people can just like kind of be in a space where, you know, we're all respecting each other and all respecting Mm -hmm. our different cultures and being able to, um, you know, share that with everyone else. Like even for me, I got to like this summer, I was at a summer program at NYU for like musical theater. Um, and I got to introduce all my friends to like Taiwanese food and that in <laughs> itself was like super fun for me just like being mm-hmm. able to show them like hey this is what you know my grandma sometimes makes for me or something that I just love in my culture and being able to do that I think even in these big spaces like Broadway I think that's mm-hmm. probably just where we need to keep moving toward because we haven't been doing that everything's in English nowadays and you know I think a little bit of a hybrid of with K-pop having both. I think that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And like Luna being able to act so well in English, even though she may not be like fully, fully fluent Mm -hmm. in English, like that is just remarkable. The fact that she's able to do that or for Boyong, like, I don't, I don't know, like Boyong, you know, what her fluency is, but just like Mm -hmm. seeing these people learn different things and doing things that push you past your boundaries is just, I think, really really cool and something we can get back because yeah that we can keep going in the same way that we are yeah Um, yeah (laughs) yeah I mean it's like I don't know language is especially such a dope skill like and I think what people didn't realize is like which I understand people wouldn't know unless they knew her like like Luna doesn't speak English (laughs) like like she really doesn't and she has this whole show that's like I would say probably primar- primarily English right it is split like with Korean but I would say it's at least a 60 40 split mm-hmm. right leaning into English anyways back to exactly what we were talking about because <laughs> nothing happened nothing. um yeah like I, th- I think it's just really people don't realize that a lot of this not a lot of this cast but yeah like uh like cast my cast members like Luna like she doesn't speak English like that um Bohyung too she's like she doesn't speak English like that and yeah their English has gotten like a lot better since like even the first time that I met them mm-hmm. um like literally like nothing like we got our hellos and we got our goodbyes and we okays yes or no's right um and to have them do a complete show not even just like their own lines but it's just like being able to be in a show 
that operates in English, right? Like primarily they're being spoken to in English, primarily like the tasks that are being done are in English. Signage is in English, right? Like all of this stuff, like if you really think about it, yes, there are translators like Estelle and Sarah who are amazing and helping out, but like they can't be there 24 seven, right? Yeah. And so they're, they're just doing the thing. And I'm like, that's, a, that's incredible. Like I can't even fathom if I was dropped into like a Korean, like in Korea, dropped into a Korean musical as the lead. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom, like, especially doing it when you're doing um, previews, like the script changes daily. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, you just memorized your lines in whatever <laughs> a foreign language you're learning. And then the next day it changes. Yeah. Like that would blow my mind. And yet here we have like everyone doing it. Even the people who are, even for Josh, like Josh is learning, like he had like Korean lines too. And like, he doesn't, his Korean isn't the strongest either. And here he is also doing it in previews. Like he gets lines that are new, changes it. Boom. Now it's, he has lyrics. His rap lyrics are so fast. And they're all in Korean. And like, again, like he, he has to take the time to then like figure it out for himself, obviously with the help of, of, of like Helen and all of us like who can like who have like the strong grasp of the language and like what does this mean what is this like what's the inflection what's it supposed to like what is this right essentially I'm like that's incredible <laughs> but yeah. like you it's never really talked about or never really thought about too deeply because I think there's just a, an automatic assumption that we just do this you know what I mean because everything usually happens in English it's like oh yeah everyone speaks English you get, you get new lines great done this that whatever um yeah I think having that layer of understanding of it makes at least makes me appreciate everything so much more yeah um and yeah even for the people who don't speak Korean like I'm like wow my Korean got a lot better it's still bad (laughs) but like oh it got like a lot better like we're able to converse and talk and like choke and do stuff like that and maybe we can't talk at the deepest deepest level in Korean of course but then we can always whip out our translators about like ask our friends who are willing to take the work to like help translate things like Mm -hmm. there's just so many ways that we can get go about connecting with people like not in the same language yeah Um, and I think that's that's super dope and not as discussed (laughs) for whatever reason yeah I don't know if this has ever happened on a Broadway stage especially with Luna just leading the show Mm -hmm. so flawlessly in being able to execute such a hard thing like leading a show on Broadway is no joke like Mm -hmm. having to do all that stuff and I'm sure like you know having the dual languages in rehearsal like that must have been just a very unique experience that maybe hasn't really been done before which is just remarkable um in the sense of just like you know we need to keep moving towards things like this where we're including everyone and including people who you know, I'm sure there's tons of people in Asia, in China, in Taiwan, in Japan, in Korea who probably have Broadway dreams, but they're like, I could mm-hmm. never do that because they don't, spe- we don't speak the same language. But mm-hmm. and there's obviously theater there, but it's like everyone, you know, there might be a lot of young kids who see stuff on YouTube or bro- about Broadway and are like, I want to mm-hmm. do that, but how can I do that? And I think this show probably gave a lot of people that gift. And I know there's tons of fans who like flew over to see mm-hmm. either Kevin or Luna or Boyong or Min or whatever, or seeing, you know, all this different, all these different um, K-pop idols and stars and things and like getting exposed to a whole new art form that isn't just K-pop. It's like Broadway mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, and that community is also very different from the K-pop community, I'm sure. And also like the dance community or just like everything being so different for every single experience and just getting to like kind of bring everyone together. I yeah. think it's really, really, really special. Um, mm. And for you having worked on projects like BTS where you're in these giant stadiums, like <laughs> how is it to be in the circle in the square theater where it is very small? I mean, mm. compare it like the Broadway theaters are meant to be small to have that kind of intimacy with the audience. So you're not too far away and mm. just like, for you getting to see, you know, everyone turn on their flashlights during meant to be and like mm-hmm. waving their arms, like those experiences, was it a little bit more personal where, you know, you could see people's faces instead of just a bu- giant stadium of blurred yeah. people? Like, what was that experience like for you? Um, just getting mm-hmm. to experience that, I guess. Yeah. I, it, I mean, for me, like, I love performing, especially, I love performing live, especially because you get those reactions from people. And it's this, yeah. con- it's this consistent conversation that you're having with the audience in terms of like energy you're giving and like energy and vibe. And it's also a conversation between you and the people you're dancing with on stage. Um, just this consistent conversation of energy and sharing energy and giving and taking. Um, but I think. I think my favorite part about being in that was it's like in the round, right? Like it's not flat. Like it's, I think a lot of times performances happen where it's like them, you, and there's this distance. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I feel like as performances went on and we kind of figured out as a cast, how to like really handle this like circle because it's weird. (laughs) It's it's weird like, like to perform like that, especially on Broadway, like, it's weird to to have people this close and also in this sort of formation. And so then I think after a couple of weeks, after like, honestly, after like at least a month and a half, like we're like, oh, like this is like details, like where to look and like how to interact and how personal can we be? And like, where should our default eyeline be? Um, like, can we, how do we get people excited? How do we get people to like get off of their seat and realize that like, this is a this is live theater you know what I mean uh-huh. as opposed yeah. to like a lot of times you can literally sit back fall asleep and like <laughs> no one cares <laughs> like you're literally invisible yeah, um, yeah. and I, th- I think what was really cool is like in this one like you're not invisible no. like as an audience member like you you feel especially by the end of this like especially when you get to the concert portion of it like you're not supposed to be invisible like yeah. the whole point is to be as seen like yourself like you are in this performance as much as we are right Mm -hmm. like I think what's so cool like that I think about a lot is like I watched the show like I had like COVID for a little bit and so I was out of the show and I I came back but I had to I couldn't perform yet for like whatever the rules were Mm -hmm. so I have my mask and I'm watching a matinee and I'm like I'm on I'm like on the standing room and I'm like this is so sick. Like if you are on the wings, like the left and right, like you can see the other audience on the other side. And mm-hmm. you could, and you, like you see the reactions, you see yeah. the dancing and you see the laughter and you see the whatever, like there it's, it was such a human experience. It, mm-hmm. it was just so weird. Cause like, usually when you're an audience member, you, you are literally invisible. You see the back of people's heads and the people performing like 200 miles away <laughs> like <laughs> typically mm-hmm. and so to have that experience where like you can see the actors they can see you the audience on the other side you see them they also see you the actors on the stage can clearly see you yeah. people, are <laughs> like, people are like can you see us can you hear us I'm like I can see and hear 
everything <laughs> <laughs> like if you can see me I can see you like it's that one of those instances and I think that was just such a special thing that I just had so much fun doing like being able to react like being able to react to people like I like people would react to us but I'm like I'm reacting to you guys like there's some audience members that are doing like the stupidest craziest funniest <laughs> stuff and I'm like no that's hilarious like I want to laugh like I want to laugh too and I will like oh you have you brought your 17 light stick like I'm gonna point out your light stick and be like that's dope where did you get yeah. that yeah you know I, mean? I love like, that part of it was the interactive aspect but like I only sat in kind of the center area but you could mm -hmm. see everybody and yeah. see you and you can see people filming or doing whatever and like it's yeah. like oh, right, have fun <laughs> yeah people are filming stuff and I'm like yeah unions and I'm like I'm not gonna say anything like, I, <laughs> I don't see that like I'm whatever <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, it was a fun time. Mm -hmm. I know for the last because I was there for closing, um, mm -hmm. I was there for the last two performances. Um, and I waited for four hours actually in the cancellation line just so I could get mm -hmm. in for the closing since it was uh, out. and it yeah. was cold, but I was like, this is so worth it. Um, mm -hmm. and then once it got to like the like 20 minute concert, pretty much at the end, like me and my friend Steve that I made in line waiting for tickets, like we just got up and we we're dancing, and yeah, it's fun and like. I don't think there's any, like I, I've been telling people like there's no other theater experience that I've ever had before that was like K-pop. Like it was so unique in the sense of you felt like, you know, obviously the interactive aspect is super cool, getting to take out your phone and like be with the community of people and you can see the lights around. It's not just like behind you or anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like being able to have something that maybe it's like a little hybrid of Broadway and a K-pop concert, but still having that small feel is really, I think, different than anything that has been done before. And just the fact that, you know, K-pop was able to do that is really, really, yeah. fun, really just unique and being able to you know, just get up and dance. Like, I don't know any mm -hmm. other shows that do that where, you yeah. know, feel so comfortable and so compelled to just get up because they can't say any longer or they just can't like wait any longer. They have to be a part of the show pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. For you, do you have a favorite number that you performed and a favorite costume that you had? Because I know towards the end <laughs> with, your, with your pink costume and then your white costume, you both had like, I guess I am ruffles or the flamingo. Yeah, I am a bird. <laughs> I'm a shiny bird. What was your bird. favorite number to perform I mean, in costume? <laughs> favorite number? I think it has to be like Hundido Shake It. Yeah. That's my favorite number because like it's so raw for the guys. Like every dude can, uh, we can do our strong suits in that song. Like mm. what everyone is good at can shine through that song. Like some people are more about like they're like people like John, like his thing is like his, his like demeanor is so strong and he gets this whole strut down the lane that's yes. like the, the <laughs> sickest strut in his like dope ass like long hoodie coat um like Abraham gets this crazy belt like on the stage where he's just like going off on like like and then like I get to dance like OD with Josh like we get a little breakdown like Kevin gets this crazy like yeah. like <laughs> all the way, like, he gets his belts out and like I, I think that song is able to just hit a lot of all of our strengths whether that's like the charisma or the singing or the dancing or the whatever like it shines so through it shines so well like in that song 
Yeah. And that was that was my favorite to perform because I I literally was just performing as myself. Like I'm not like any, I'm not like performing as someone. Like yeah, I'm like we on whatever, but like yeah. it's just an extension of like the way I like performing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have to put on any sort of like oh I am art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have to be somebody. Like I don't gotta do that. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that's my favorite to perform outfit wise. Ah. Oh, it's just it's a toss-up between my my teddy bear denim that I wear for Hong Kong because like that one I was like damn this is really fresh <laughs> like the full teddy bear denim one it was just such a nice it was such a fun look mm-hmm. and then the the America like oh, the one yeah. the one cut sleeve and I remember like Sophia the like the other designer also being like we have the sickest jacket and it's like this half jacket no sleeve thing that we got made and like I don't know how it's gonna work yet but we're gonna try it and but it's my favorite piece and so then like I'm trying it and like I literally have this like full arm just like uncovered <laughs> from the shoulder down and like this yeah. is a whole jacket I'm like this makes no sense and it's <laughs> sick and I love it like am I cold am I hot it doesn't matter and then I we had this gauntlet on at the same time for like archery and I'm like this makes no sense I love it yeah. <laughs> it's so theater it's so k-pop it's so weird and like and made me feel really cool at the same time like I felt like a like I felt like fucking like Hawkeye like I was like a superhero <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah those between those two like they were just so fun yeah those two outfits yeah one thing I noticed but like specifically was how you know, you guys look like such a unit as fate with like the outfits in America or, you know, in meant to be and like everyone's in the same color scheme and everything, but everyone has a specific like costume that is very Mm -hmm. unique to them where John has his giant, like amazing coat or you have that, you know, like, I guess you Mm -hmm. said flamingo (laughs) (laughs) or like washes in something like a kind of, I guess it looks like a sweatshirt kind of thing. Um, Yeah, it was like a hoodie sort of a vibe. Yeah, and Kevin, and, like, in his awesome blazer, like, yeah. everything, it looks so, um, you know, like, together, but it's everyone gets to shine through in their fashion as well. Yeah, like, not just it, in, it, was, it was really cool in that way, because yeah. definitely, like, Clint and Sophia, when they're, like, getting the designs together, just for, like, let's say the curating clothes versus, um, like, making the actual pieces from scratch, like, mm-hmm. they asked us, like, very early in the process, like, what do you guys, like, like wearing like yeah. what like what do you feel like is your dude's vibe and I'm like I love my stuff baggy like I dance so I, I my thing is I want to move and then like people like um Kevin like he's a real idol so their look is a lot more like on the chic slash like usually you get your skinny jeans and like it accentuates like your height and like um has more of like a presence and like kind of like a pretty boy look and like John's like eight feet tall so he gets all like the cool stuff that's like that accentuates his like posture and how tall he is and like that presence and like Abraham is more of like he likes his stuff being money you know what I mean like in his his hunger gnome outfit was like I forget it was like Gucci or something like it was like it was like some expensive stuff and I'm just like and like Eddie is like low-key super buff so like in, <laughs> in like the pink outfits like he finally got his like shoulder he was like wearing this like he looked like Celtic Guardian from Yu-Gi-Oh like he looked so cool he had like the yeah. the sleeves super cut and his shoulders are like showing off and like he's using that kilt thing like, yeah. like nothing yeah. like 
things like that, like it really accentuated us as people and like our personalities. And I think that's why it also helps so much in terms of like that cohesiveness. Like we, again, even in that layer, like we didn't have to act like anybody in those instances. Like we're just, again, extensions of ourselves in these outfits, being able to like perform and do whatever we want to do. Um, we're just being a little more extra. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, I think in the world of Broadway, usually you see an ensemble, everyone looks exactly the same. And like for, you know, K-pop, like, yes, it's a very ensemble show, but everyone's unique. You can like mm -hmm. talk about every single person in every single costume, every single number where someone's acting a certain way or having a different demeanor than someone else in the same song and you're singing the same thing. But it's like the uniqueness, I think, that brought that you guys brought to K-pop and getting to mm -hmm. be in such a unit but also so unique is like definitely very different than what you know Broadway audiences are used to and I hope mm -hmm. that we keep going towards that because I think like even with ensembles like everyone's a different person you can't just yeah. push everyone together to look exactly the same like everyone has a different story that they want to tell whether that be in what they're doing with John and his like demeanor and with you and your dancing it's so expressive like being able to accentuate like all those differences is really really cool and I think that mm -hmm. like I said like everything k-pop is doing like let's just keep moving towards that because yeah. everything I have sure wanted from Broadway in a long time or representation that represents me or you know everyone getting to be on a playbill or everyone getting mm -hmm. to be on an album including swings like everything that I've been hoping for came in k-pop so I'm like let's get it back please yeah and <laughs> um, and I think what's like what you're also saying too is like okay this is a really weird reference but like <laughs> I like I think k-pop has is essentially like the first of its kind in this sort of a way right where you get like things that you've explained where the ensemble is literally not just like a picture of like some graphic it's like them the people are on this playbill like mm -hmm. where the swings are able to be on the album where like where the ensemble themselves get to be individual people and like yeah in typical Broadway shows yeah you like people do have their ensemble favorites like I've seen Broadway shows where like that guy in specific like specifically that dude is going yeah. crazy it's great yeah. I think it's like you kind of have to lean into that yourself as opposed to k-pop where it's, it was just given to you like here's everyone and like you can pick whoever is your favorite for whatever reason. Um, like I the like K-pop's just the prototype, right? And like, like there's plenty of, I don't know, I'm, I'm I have video games in my head. It's like <laughs> it's like in order for like the switch to exist, like and your little handheld switch, like the Wii U had to exist on its yeah. ugly ass chunky <laughs> controller with the screen on it you know what I mean I had all and, like I had the Wii I had the Wii yeah, I had the Wii I had, I had the Wii I had, I had the everything. Nintendo right there like, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying like all of this had to exist in order for the next thing to exist and like yeah the Wii U was this chunky weird thing that like didn't really find its market I get it like the Wii even itself was really weird when it came out because you had like a nunchuck and a thing and you're like <laughs> Like, what is this and then but then those things came in like turn into the joy con that you can like play with and those are really functional and like slipping into whatever like all this stuff has to has to pre-exist like it's never perfect on that first run and it's also never fully understood what you can even do like the potential like now that it exists you're like oh yeah like that I didn't realize you could do that with this thing but then now that it exists like I, I'm sure within the next like few years, like Broadway's gonna look so different because all of a sudden people will be like, I didn't know you could do that. 
yeah. with this thing. I didn't know you were like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you're supposed to do that. Like, I didn't know that people would react in a certain way. Like all this stuff has to, yeah, it's it's all just a big thought experiment. And of course, Broadway is expensive as heck to put together. Oh gosh, yeah. But I think the more we are able to have the space to make those creative decisions, like it'll make Broadway just like such a different place. Cause I even, and again, I'm not really from the world of Broadway too much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even how I've experienced some shows that I've watched, it's like, like let's say like an established show like Lion King, like like before Lion King, I, I can only imagine when Lion King came out, like seeing puppetry like that for the first time on stage must have blew your mind. Yeah. Like you you must have, or like the, when you saw the masks for the first time that like go over their heads, like mm-hmm. that must have blew your mind because you probably have never seen that. And probably when they first came out, people were like, I don't understand. Like, I could still see his face, like, with the mask. Like, that's weird. Like, I'm sure people said things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, obviously he's not a real gazelle. I don't understand why. This... <laughs> like, I'm sure everyone's like, but then over time, like, suddenly you get this thing that's like a staple of that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's going to happen more and more. Where it's like, people are going to be like, that's weird. That's suspicious. Like, people are going <laughs> to see stuff. And then they're not really going to understand how it works or functions just yet. Um, what do I do with this Wii U pad? Like, but then it'll it'll make sense mm-hmm. once people really one get used to it, and then two, there's more instances of it, iterations of it that are used in different places. And I think K-pop is just one of those instances where it's like we are the fat-looking Wii U controller that we don't really know what to do with yet. But like people will see it and they'll figure it out. <laughs> they will find creative ways to use this thing. Um, that's at least how I, I see it. I love that you know? analogy. And especially like, I think my sibling is gonna love this analogy because we grew up with the Wii. <laughs> so like, yeah, no, I totally love how you put it. And it's so true. Like there has to be something before. That's why, you know, with even with movies, like Crazy Rich Asians couldn't happen without Joy Luck Club. Like that mm-hmm. had to happen in order for something else groundbreaking and, you know, amazing to occur. And so like K-pop, even though to me, it's like the end all be all of like amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it over. Be, be, <laughs> it's like, over. you know, the stepping stone for the next mm-hmm. great thing. Um, and then for you, I wanted to talk a little bit about closing. I know we haven't really discussed that at all yet, but just touching on it a little bit like can you talk about maybe how you were feeling on the day of the last performance because it was a very bittersweet day I know Mm. for me I had just seen it for the very first time the night before and I was trying to come back just to be in the room and especially for that panel that meant a lot to me um and getting to pretty much perform in like an actual k-pop concert like what were your emotions like because I know you kind of did like I guess Mm. a little spoof on Kate's video on TikTok that was like I saw it it's like oh my gosh James is like hilarious and just like this is is this how he's coping (laughs) like is is he coping with humor maybe like (laughs) like oh he's one of those (laughs) no I was like (laughs) yeah I mean honestly I I think leading obviously leading up right the week that week from the day that we learned that we were closing to like that last to fighting for the extension behind the scenes to um to having this big rally from the community to actual closing like all this stuff happened like in the most condensed timeline right this is like maybe like four or five days where all of this has happened and it like I personally went through like 
every emotion possible. Yeah. I was like shocked, but not. And I was sad and devastated, but also incredibly happy from all this like community rallying and also really hopeful about future things, but also just so disappointed that like we couldn't do that. Like it was just, I, I felt so, I felt so many emotions. I've never felt so many emotions in such a short, such a short amount of time. Um, but I think going through all that, that whole week, and also being able to do that together as like a company, um, it, it led up to that final day, that final performance where it was just like, it was just explosive. I mean, like the whole week was explosive because we were like, so like, we were, we knew we were going out with like a bang, right? Like all yeah. of us, like we were pulling at the stops. People were like doing vocal things that I've never heard in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like people are doing riffs and like holding notes and like people are dancing like the sharpest they've ever danced. I was like, what is going on? Like people are going crazy, like Super Saiyan like 10. Like it was nuts, like ultra instinct everywhere. And like, uh, like especially in that last performance, like we were just cruising. Like we're like, let's just go out like full bang. Like dance the hardest we could dance, sing the hardest we could sing, like act these scenes, like they really mean something to all of us. Cause they do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, like even, even instances, like Abraham talked about with me in this instance, like there's this part in the Kandila where like, we literally just like, we like turn around, like me and Abraham are facing each other and we're doing this like uh -huh. dance and we turn around and we see each other. And like, typically like, I'm like, like laughing, like, I, cause I'm having so much fun. So I was typically, I'm like laughing, but like in one of those instances, like we turned and we saw each other and then like the exchange of look that we exchanged was like, it wasn't like I, like a happy happy it was like a like a understanding of like like oh shit like we got to do this like this is like we got this we got to do this and it was like I don't know I don't know how to explain it it was just such a like it was such a just an understanding of like where we are and who we are and what this did and what this is like in this very moment and and I think that that kind of carried on for that whole performance like yes it was a big celebration yes it was super fun Mm -hmm. but it was it was such this clear understanding that you could feel the like it was fire yeah, <laughs> that was burnt like was. people were burning um and I think that burning was just like exactly how I needed to feel like carrying out through the show because I never like feeling like, like I'm used to like doing back in college like we'd only be able to perform like once or twice like we'd prepare a set for like two months like a six minute set for two months and we'd be able to do it twice like max so it's like the like each performance had to count like so much like you had to be present you had to get it exact you had to get all the cleaning cues and you also had to feel like exactly how you want to feel after being able to only like after all this preparation and I think being from that background and going into that last show like I was like I know exactly how to feel I know exactly how I should feel and what I should do and what ha what I have to do to make this like to get out of the show feeling like yeah like we did mm -hmm. um yeah long-winded answer TLDR it was really fun it was so so fun just I love setting things on fire <laughs> I love it yeah I think like just being in that room and seeing all the love that was give being given toward the show and towards the cast and like you know everyone was just so happy to be there I know I was it was just mm -hmm. nothing I've never been to a Broadway closing before and I don't know if I'll ever be like I don't know if I'll ever go to a show that 
was it so as amazing as the closing show of k-pop because like you know i so i've seen other shows like after and i'm like oh the energy isn't the same like you mm-hmm. know it's not that amazing explosive thing where you know where everyone's doing this i guess for the last time for now um and just having those emotions like being you know pulled out in the songs and like i know luna did some like different things too and i'm sure everyone like everything was just like to the max like everything yeah. so so you know everyone put everything they had into the last performance and i don't think that you could have asked for a better show because i think that i talked to and everyone that has seen the show like loves it and i'm like this is amazing and we need to get it back that's what i keep saying to mm-hmm. everybody um and i even said it at the panel i was like how can we get it back like as i'm bawling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and for you like you know what is your advice for the young Asian kids who want to pursue performing? Because obviously you started mm-hmm. later and, you know, your path was a little bit different than most people's. But like in the same, what is your advice for people who want to be on those stages doing shows like K-pop, people like me, mm-hmm. I guess? <laughs> <laughs> What's your advice for me? <laughs> nah, I mean, and, only, and only for, no, I'm sorry. And only for me. Yeah, I mean, I think in the big, big picture things is like, Big picture advice is like, especially for kids who like might be in positions where they're not the ideal standard, right? Where we're not from the backgrounds that might, um, that would give us the privilege to to do things a little more naturally, I guess, right? Um, To just, we gotta make our own lane a lot of times. Like we just gotta be so undeniably good at what we do. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we, we have to work 200, percent harder than a lot of the rest like that is fact um which sucks but like that is fact but like when we get to that point where we are so undeniably good that it's like it we could literally be anybody in this current moment like we just have to be at a level like if you if you work towards that level then nothing else really matters like Mm -hmm. I think people get caught up a lot in like um yeah like the logistics of it but like if we just we have to just at least shoot for it like I have to shoot for going to these, to these auditions, even though I was garbage and like couldn't say anything and like couldn't sing and couldn't dance. Like I just, I at least had to show up, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's the big picture thing. And I think logistically, um, what's a really good thing that has helped me is like find your mentors, mm-hmm. um, find the people who will, who are more than willing and would love to invest their time and energy into you as an artist and as an individual. Um, because these mentors, like, they will, they, like, I would be nowhere without, like, my mentors, dance-wise and life-wise, who have just, like, poured their energy into me, being, like, hey, like, it's small, it could be small things, like, here's a job, or, like, are you interested in this, or I think you should take that, or, like, I think this, this class might be good for you, things like that, like, they go such a long way in, like, your own, building your own confidence, but also building your own skills, and, like, just building you as like a person like I I tell people all like this all the time like I was never a person until like after college (laughs) like (laughs) I didn't know at like at all like I don't know who like I was or who I was trying to be until after college like way after college and that was with the aid of people helping me figuring that out Mm -hmm. um so yeah logistically find your find your mentors and I don't know just have fun (laughs) like figure out figure out what what makes you happy 
like I, I think passion also is a weird word because like for me dance these days it's not necessarily like my passion like it's not like I have to dance like if I had to drop dance like right now I think I could because and that's not because of like I don't like dance or anything like I think we're very cordial these days but I think it's because I understand what my priorities are these days and what makes me happy mm-hmm. and like there are just so many things that could make me feel still happy and like make me feel still driven and make me feel like that like I'm just a human being you know what I mean yeah yeah um yeah so because yes passionate being passionate about something is super dope but also logistically at the end of the day dance is my job <laughs> like it's it's my nine to five you know and like there's that we are we're such multifaceted people like I could take up knitting tomorrow and be like this is the <laughs> dopest thing I've ever done and suddenly I drop dance and I become like a pro knitter like that could be a total <laughs> possibility like I don't know like yeah. I, I think being closer being as close to human as you can is like just always the goal mm-hmm. um because then the world just becomes a bigger place and a more yeah. fun place to live in yeah no I think it's always about being a person first and a performer second Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to find things that you like or that you don't like or figuring yeah, out what you don't like is a good one <laughs> yeah but like what you're yeah. not willing to deal with in your work or just mm-hmm. you know, knowing how to stand up for yourself I think is also very very yes and knowing what your boundaries are and what your worth is because I think a mm-hmm. lot of times with performers we just like we're like we'll do anything to get the job like literally mm-hmm. yeah anything we're like it's like no we got to step back for a second yeah it's like kind of deal with who we are as a person first and then if you know if you get these jobs and stuff you got to be content you can't put too much pressure on yourself and just like have fun like we're you know you only once you're not going to be able to do these things like again if you know if there's something super unique that won't come up again it's like you got to just enjoy it and really Mm -hmm. be able to just live in the moment because I think you know I think for myself and like for a lot of people it's hard to do that because you're always thinking of the next thing but yeah. enjoy where you are right now I know I'm trying really hard to do that <laughs> even though I'm trying to like you know play yeah. to college and everything's super hard but it's like trying to make sure that you're also appreciating where you are and your journey in that and not putting yeah. pressure on yourself to do like obviously you want to be the best that you can be and obviously being Asian American you do have to be like yeah there's a standard yeah it's like placed upon us for sure yeah but it's Um, like the work now so that it can be easier later for everyone who's asian in this exactly just being able to you know take that and really you know deal with it as a person and just be able to like you know enjoy the experiences because i know i bet for a lot of the cast like you're just doing your job you didn't expect to like you weren't trying to make history it just yeah. happened, and it's just like yeah. it's an amazing thing that does happen but you know you're not just oh I made it you're like I'm doing something I love as well and that's I think really important and something that I think people often forget because you're like a lot of times when history yeah. is made, it's just people doing what they do it's not them yeah. trying to purposefully be the first Asian this or the first you know black this or first person mm-hmm. with a disability to do this like it just happens exactly resting like as a you know things progress and just being able to take that and just be a person first and foremost yeah. like you're not who you are as a person who's like crafting like for me I could probably go into marketing if I wanted to like yeah or go into something else even though Broadway is my you know first and foremost biggest love right now and just like Mm -hmm. trying to make that come true but also making sure that your home life is also as balanced because you can't have 
one that is too high or one that's too low. It has to be equal. 100%. It has to be a balance in order for you to truly succeed. So next, I was wondering, what is your process for choreographing? I know recently you did a workshop with Kate and like mm -hmm. I'm watching it and I'm like, how how in the world do you, you know, create something so cool? And I mean, do you just start like freestyling first or listen to the music mm -hmm. or and then create moves that correlate to what's being said or like just I don't know what is your process because I don't know anything about you know <laughs> to choreograph a number I know how to mm -hmm. sing like really well like that's my strong suit but when it comes to dancing I'm like I have I don't know too much about that world so can mm -hmm. you just explain like your process I guess yeah um I, I mean I think it's it's probably similar to other like to probably it's probably similar to singing and other arts like that but I think starting off with like a mission is really good. Like, what is the goal here in this session? Like, let's say for me and Kate, like we have like literally like an hour to make something. So like, what, what are we supposed to do in this one hour that will like get our, like, what is the goal for this one hour? Um, so that's, that's the first thing. And then also it's like with dance itself, it's like, okay, what, what kind of vibe do we want? Um, like what do we want to be fun do we want it to be challenging do we want it to be like tour and like super like concerty do we want it to be like super sad emotional artsy like what that's kind of like the blueprint is first right mm -hmm. um, and I think having that blueprint first is really good to have just so it can always pull back to it if you're kind of like leaning off track for a second you're like okay wait wait, wait. we're trying to make this feel like this right remember mm -hmm. um so that's I think that's a really good thing to have first those two things the goal the blueprint and then I would say the third thing is having almost a, a constraint is really nice um a constraint will force you to like it forces creativity which is really nice mm -hmm. uh so the constraint could be the time limit like we only have one hour how do we make a piece in one hour a constraint could be um like it could even be the vibe right so like maybe the vibe if we're trying to do a very performy tour concert vibe then like oh suddenly certain movements are probably slightly constrained because like oh that wouldn't fit in the pocket of like this sort of a vibe or something mm -hmm. um constraint could be um even in the process it's like oh oh we we already used this move like two or three times or we use this like our chest rolling this way like it mm -hmm. seems kind of similar to this other move like how do we we have to change it now you know what I mean yeah. um and I think those those three things the the goal the blueprint and then the constraint I think having that and just kind of tossing them in there and having those as your base helps a lot because <laughs> I think a lot of times as choreographers the big thing is called choreo block and mm. it's like you just get into a space of like I'm trying to make something I've been here for like two hours and I have like nothing and yeah. you're wondering why no nothing feels good and nothing looks good and it usually can get drawn to one of those three things um but at the same time it's like if, if you're not feeling it you just take a break yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can you can always like me and Kate we were in the studio yesterday and we were in there for an hour and like we made only like what like 15 seconds of this new thing and we were just tired and we weren't really feeling it like 100% so we're like okay let's take a break let's just yeah. let's just literally hang it up for the day and then we'll just get back to it and the next day and we'll feel like a lot better. We'll be like, have more energy, 
have like will be refreshed and like something happens in our brain and our body our bodies our bodies and brains feel different every single day so it's like okay let's just go into it being fresh again mm-hmm. no big deal yeah um but yeah long-winded answer oh, <laughs> something like that cool. I mean yeah. I I'm trying to get better at dancing. Like I've had to record some pre-screen videos for like mm-hmm. my auditions and things like that. And so getting, I think for me, it's always like the movement, like being meaningful is always something that really helps. It's like when there's really something behind it, that's like mm-hmm. being put into the choreography. Like that's always the most powerful for me. And I think the like the best one I can remember it is when like, you know, there's a story and things like that. But hearing about, you know, your process as a choreographer, it's like very, very cool because I'm not in that world. So learning about something new is always like, you know, it's helpful and always trying to learn a dance audition right now for like Syracuse University. And it's Mm. really kind of hard for me. So you know, I mean, that's how I feel about singing stuff all the time. (laughs) Like whenever they send me singing things, I'm like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) yeah no like total opposites in that way (laughs) yeah like singing stuff it always makes me so nervous because I don't have that like I don't have I just literally don't have like the the that mindset of like oh here's the things I can do to prep for this like I just for me a lot of times like I get the music I'm like now what you know what I mean (laughs) like there's that that process is as in as in still I mean I've learned a lot from being on this show Mm-hmm. Um, like a hundred percent. I'm way better than I was like when I started. Hundred percent. I was god awful, and now I'm just awful. <laughs> now, now, I mean, now, now, I mean, I'm a lot more confident in it, which is one thing, which is really great. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just having that knowledge and the muscle memory too. Just having those muscles flex. Like I literally haven't had certain muscles in action before, <laughs> like singing, and I'm like, people's diaphragms go out like five feet, and I'm like, how do you guys do this? Like it's crazy. We're trying and, to singing, like, singing and dancing at the same time. That's yeah, like a big struggle. It, it's so hard. <laughs> and then, but again, it's like it's just a muscle, right? Like acting is a muscle. Self tapes are a muscle, mm-hmm. right? Like just the pre screen that you're doing, like literally getting in front of a camera, no matter how good you are, like that is a skill to mm-hmm. somehow make yourself presentable for a camera <laughs> and make yourself as human as possible when you're like singing and dancing to your phone. Like, <laughs> like it's such a, it's, it's, it's just another muscle that has to be flexed. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is kind of a weird singer question, but like for you, when you're singing, like, do you ever get afraid that like something's not going to come out or like you have stress mm-hmm. or like you, for me, when I get nervous, like my throat gets all dry. It's just like mm-hmm. wondering, cause I know for some dancers, dancers just like, oh, I can sing too. But for singers, it's like, okay, I got to do this first. Mm-hmm. I got to see my voice. I got to do, mm-hmm. I got to do all of this, like. I'm just wondering, since you're more of a dancer, I think, than a singer, even though you're obviously, like, very skilled at that, too, like, I don't know, does that ever come to mind? It's just kind of a weird, like, nerdy singing. No, I I totally understand. I mean, like, for me, like, I had to learn the vocal exercises and like oh what is like what is what is that you're eating like it'd be like things like <laughs> like what the, what's a throat coat <laughs> you know what I mean? like all this stuff that I learned helps helps with singing I'm like great like those things can aid um but I think the big pivot for me was like just being confident enough to let the sound come out um because there at, there was a good amount of time especially when I first joined where it's like I just thought I was bad because it was always shaky. It was like always this like shaky sound. And so I just assumed that it was bad because I'm just shaky. But then it, it was just that like I wasn't allowing myself to like just do it. Like don't think about like 
how it sounds or don't think about like what they want. Just literally fully commit to the idea that you just have to get this note out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think the more you fully commit, it's almost like, I'm sure like people do this all the time too for singers, but like sometimes when you're doing an impression of somebody or like an impression of a song or an impression of like a dance, like it comes out like, and people go like, wait, that, that was actually really good. <laughs> like it <laughs> sounded really legit. And it's because you're fully committing. Yeah. And I think that when that full commitment for me comes out or like once I started fully committing to like singing, like it, everything became easier. Cause I'm like, oh wait, that doesn't actually sound that bad. And like, I'm getting also the positive reinforcement from people like, oh yeah, that, that wasn't that bad. And, you know, and I also say, hey, look, my voice is pretty loud too. <laughs> but that's, I think that's from teaching so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, um, so like things like in Hundero again, like there's like that last little thing where I'm literally like belting like at the top <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they're, they're just like, just go, just, just do it. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. And then like in the, at the first, when they gave this to me, I was like, I'm literally doing an impression of Abraham because this used to be <laughs> Abraham's, like this used to be Abraham's belt. And like, I'm, I'm literally just doing an impression of him in rehearsal. And then, then they're like, hey, James, can you actually try it? Like, can we, I just want to try it, just try it for this one thing. And I'm like, I'm literally just copying Abraham. Like you guys are like, <laughs> you guys are making a big mistake. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think just sometimes just gooning around like that and just trying it, fully committing helps a lot in mm-hmm. like more ways than one. Not just singing, but like dancing too. Just fully committing to looking well, stupid. Yeah. You got, you have to look stupid. You like have to sound stupid in order to not <laughs> look and sound stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, there, there's a great way to say that in an eloquent way, but like <laughs> that, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you just got to fully just go for it. I think, you know, in dance, the dance classes that I have had, you know, like just trying my best to do, because that's all you can really do. Yeah. When, you know, depending on your skill level, you're not going to get like a hundred percent better in one. Yeah. In one thing. Like, it's it's like, literally like, impossible. Yeah. And the journey yeah. that you take to, you know, get there. And for our last question, I was going to say, did you have any like little backstage rituals you did or like a high five with a certain dresser or like waving to someone oh my before gosh. you did there's something. a lot there's, like, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we all do like I'm sure Kate has probably given you a few and I'm sure like Tim and Patrick will give you a few too um for me oh my god I had so many for me I have like there's in the top of show me and Jewel. Oh, first, before even top of show, me and Eddie are always last to get dressed. Oh so like we would, they literally call places and like me and Eddie are straight up, like we're in our dressing rooms, like still putting on makeup. And so like, oh, no. so we'd come down at places and be like, hi, Eddie. Hi, James. <laughs> Cause we always be last. And so like, that was one. I, I would I always. Think that Eddie would be good at this. He's a broad, you know, he's done Broadway. No, he's, he's a pro, but I think that's why he's always last. like because he's he he can he can get ready like in like in two seconds like this that's that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) no you're good so then that like that was one me and julia have a secret handshake for top of show um that like gets us like literally right when um when julie comes out to do her ruby monologue in the beginning in that little flashback top of show me and julia are just dapping with our little secret (laughs) handshake I got a little like secret thing with men to being like, hey, like, you better kill it. <laughs> like <laughs> almost like um, 
what is it like warning each other you know like you better kill it i am gonna kill it okay do it <laughs> you know what i mean um we all have like special like i think just ways of like comfort each other and like prepping each other as a whole um there's a quick change in the back where me and the the just kiki like kk we like um the very first time I did like quick change I'm always accustomed to like taking off my shoes myself right so I was like I'd step on my own heel to take off the shoe mm -hmm. and then but then she's there helping me so I don't need to do that so for the whole first like week I would be stepping on her fingers oh no like and then she would be like yo you gotta stop stepping on my fingers and I'm like Ugh. and so like our next ritual like literally so every performance after that was don't do it she'd be like I'd come in run in she'd be like don't do it Oh don't do God. it James don't do it and so we do that whole quick change being like don't do it don't do it we have that we have oh my gosh there's there's just so many um there is there is and this is my Korea we after all the nows and everything go now 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 we walk back into our line I'm pretty early in it and Zach is like one of the first or second people so I'm walking back to my place and he, I stand next to Zach and like I just either I like slap him like across like the the chest or like I slap his butt or like something like that where I always just kind of like mess around with him happens like and those are sprinkled everywhere like like we're there's so many opportunities like so many times where we always just like slap each other like push oh each God. other or like we're like we just mess around with each other and I'm sure people see it every so often but like yeah I, I think my favorite my favorite things were just like those interactions like that especially on stage a lot of on stage antics that i'm sure everyone does like in every show but like my on stage antics are like <laughs> i'm literally like pushing people like all over the place oh my god because i'm just like yeah 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 and they're like yo you gotta stop, <laughs> you gotta stop pushing me, man you're just having we're just having fun it's okay no we just we just have it's all stage it's all staged it was it was all planned it's all choreographed yeah, um, no one can get mad at you if you say that. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know, there's an, even at the end of the show, at the very end of the show in, um, in Blast Off, like me and Kate are at the top of the steps, like just us two. And like the direction is technically like everyone be as like calm as possible so that like when people are bowing, they can like, the audience can read the bows very clearly. And then you read, and if you watch some bootlegs, like me and Kate are literally at the top of the stairs, like full out, like... <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like uh, I'm like I'm trying my best to be still but you know what like oh, I mean it's only the two of us so we're fine <laughs> I'll have to like, watch well, the videos again and be like what are they doing back there let's see yeah if you if you like I think what's so fun about this show which I'm sure if I had more time that people would have the opportunity to figure that out was like you you can watch like specific people and like, and this happens in every show, but especially in K-pop, you watch specific people and they have like the craziest like tendencies and like, um, like small things that they do. And that like, once you know about it, you're like, wait a second, have they been doing that this whole time? <laughs> like, are they allowed to do that this whole time? Like, yeah, people, we were pulling like the craziest stuff. Like there's a, there's a part in, like the ballad for the guys where there's a there's a line about eating parfaits or like you're a parfait and then it's just like so then josh eats a parfait and then 
and then he got a note to not eat the parfait and I oh, took no. it and I started eating a parfait and I got a note to stop eating the parfait but then at the end of everything in that last week me and Josh are both eating parfaits <laughs> yeah is that like, meant to be that's meant yeah to that be. is that is fully in meant to be okay then I have to watch the video again we are both eating parfaits for our life yeah (laughs) but yeah i mean i've i've listed so many in that one moment but i yeah i i think tldr i wish that people had more opportunities to see all those moments because a lot of it happened on stage Mm -hmm. um but again i'm sure there'll be future iterations of either of this show or of new shows that will learn from this show in terms of like how to execute and like how to i'm sure there will be another full cast of asian homies in some other new show that will be even better and like amazing like I'm sure of it 100% mm-hmm. um and that when they come out I'm gonna be there and it'll be amazing and I'm gonna be like look, look at that guy with that's hilarious like <laughs> like I'm ready for all that to happen yeah because it's no, gonna I be so to. fun I mean I'm sure like I'm really hoping that you know K-pop can either come to LA which is like where I live like two hours from LA or like even Mm -hmm. Vegas like that's a drive away from me I'm like come but it has to be in the next year before I go to college (laughs) (laughs) just like making sure that you know it has a future and like Mm -hmm. I I just want to observe like you said every person because I've known people like I've been talking to people who have seen it like 18 plus times or 20 Mm -hmm. times and I'm like oh my god I wish I could have done that Cause like I only saw it twice. And so I only got to see, you know, what it was at the very end, not like the differences through previews and all that kind of stuff. Cause I know like song order changed mm-hmm. and all that interesting things like that happened with previews, but it's like, hopefully, you know, there will be that second production of the show somewhere else where, you know, people will really, really appreciate it and also just take it as what it is and be able to love it as much mm-hmm. as I know so many people do, even in New York, even though it wasn't like, you know like what we hoped it would have what what could have happened it's like there's still the hope that it can happen again and mm-hmm. be better than it was last time um yeah and so lastly like how can we follow you on instagram how can we support you and like just make sure we're always catching up whether you have a workshop if i was of in course. new york i would be at like every single one but of course <laughs> the country it's a little bit hard to come to I understand. you know those things but just totally understand please keep supporting you james yeah i mean you can find me on socials underscore james co and all my socials i'm pretty sure instagram tiktok youtube whatever um but i'm also teaching a lot these days because yeah we've wrapped up and so we are now holiday season new year's coming up projects will come in once pilot season um for like tv and film rolls out more towards like january um so i'll be teaching um so if you want to jump into class follow me on my uh my socials and i post my teaching schedule all the time um and I don't know you don't have to support me exactly there's so many people you could support who are actively working and doing their thing so I would say that if you are interested in that just like I don't know look up your favorite production of a show or something and then like look at the cast and see what they're up to I don't honestly because because there's they're doing so much more than probably their one show Mm -hmm. and they're probably doing so much more than their I don't know with their one rehearsal or their one gig um so see what they're up to. Sometimes they have, like, a lot of times they have their own side things that are their real, like, passion projects, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So help people fund, like, help fund those people or generate that interest for those things. And yeah, maybe it's, like, only one or two people, like, 
actually maybe like your circle isn't the biggest but maybe like it maybe it helps one or two people like through that door and if if that is the case then like great like you've you've done your part you know what i'm saying um yeah let's just all help each other out we're all just people trying to figure it out no one's no one's doing anything crazier than anybody else we're all just people figuring out life so <laughs> it's all the same <laughs> Well, anyway, thank you so much, James, for joining us. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to, um, broad well, I was going to say Z Broadway, but that's my other po podcast. Mm -hmm. But thank you for listening to Broadway Corner with Ashley Haw. And make sure Woo! you're following me on Instagram at Broadway Corner with Ashley Haw and at Broadway underscore Corner. And make sure you go follow James as well, because obviously he's incredible. So just like keep you know, keep everyone listening, keep supporting him, keep going. He's all right. He's okay. And it's like, do all his classes, do literally everything, and just make sure that, you know, we keep this awesome community that is, you know, K-pop, because I think there's so much love um, in it, and just, yeah, it's just so great, and brings me so much joy, I know, and I'm sure that, you know, this experience for you has also been just amazing, so thank you to everyone listening. Yay! Thanks for coming! Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Broadway Corner with Ashley Haw. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Broadway Corner with Ashley Haw and also my main Broadway account, Broadway underscore Corner. Make sure you're following us also on Spotify at Broadway Corner with Ashley Haw and hopefully soon up on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and make sure you're following James at underscore James Co. <laughs>